free from GP Ran to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news The conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence Saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? We are back It is uh, round number 78 any, any, 78, man. Any significance, bro? Man. Any significance? <laughs> High uh, school? <laughs> just, it's just a number, man. Just a number. <laughs> it's just a number. Tommy B and Rand, GP3. What's up, y'all? Uh, I guess this is kind of our, our last official show in Black History Month. Uh, so right. we got to do it good, do it right. Rand, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. You know, as you mentioned Black History Month, man, a couple things uh, on this day. Uh, Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston, man. Wow. Was was this the, uh, um, this is when, uh, what did he say? It, this wasn't the gorilla. What did he call him? When he beats the gorilla. He always had a saying for every fight. I forgot. He called Sonny. Bear. Son, I think Ugly Bear or something Ugly like Bear. Yeah, he called every one of his uh, opponents. He gave him a name. Uh, well, Joe Frazier was the gorilla, I think. The Thriller in Manila. That's right. Okay, all That's right. right. Yeah. All right, so yeah, he he dogged. I mean, he pissed Sonny Liston off, dude. I mean, he was. <laughs> this was like, uh, you know, psychological warfare. I think he beat him based on that. You know, yeah. Is that you or me? <laughs> oh, yeah, he beat him. All right, yeah, he 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 beat him psychologically. He beat him down because he could have actually. Right. Uh, Liston was Liston after uh, beyond his prime, by the way. Or was no, it? No, Liston was Liston was um, in his prime. Yeah, he, he was in his prime because he was favored to win. If I, if I were, I mean, I, I I was a kid, I was a baby, but still, you know, he was favored to win. So really, he psyched him out. You know, so yeah, yeah, he psyched him out. What else, man? What else? You got anything else? Black history on this day? No, not not, not you know, not in terms of a specific date, anything like that. But before we get going, man, you know, yeah. I, I think um, it's my I'm I'm up in terms of explaining to our Listeners, what GP3 stands for, right? Do your thing, man. Do your thing. Okay. All right. right. GP3 stands for Grove Park. Three to three of us. Uh, we come from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia. We all graduated from Grove Park Elementary School in 1900, and we'll, we'll keep that date, those last two digits uh, <laughs> silent. I'm, I'm Rand. I, I lived on South Elizabeth Place. I'm a member of Maritai Tut. He grew up on South, um, he grew up on Charlotte Place. And, yeah, yeah. And you, Tommy B., where did you grow up? North Avenue, man. And you know what? You know what's, what's crazy now, Rand? What's uh, that? Graduation dates in terms of uh, 19 versus 20 something. You know, yeah, <laughs> we getting further yeah. away uh, from folks who could have graduated in nineteen uh, something. I mean, or, or I mean, it, ain't that crazy? It's like we've been in the millennium, the new millennium. Uh, what eighteen years? Almost, yeah, eighteen, almost hey, twenty. Man, you might as well say twenty, man. Damn, might as well say twenty years. That's scary, man. That's scary. 
Damn. Yeah, I still remember when people were um, going ape shit over Y2K, man. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Prince 1999. They're like, uh, they thought it was really going to go down. Damn, I'm feeling feeling like my parents. Damn, that's scary. All right, bro. You got any shout outs? Man, you know, I want to give a um, couple shout outs. I think the first one I want to give out, uh, USA Today um, did an article about um, the unsung women of the civil rights movement. And uh, it was very interesting, man, um, you know, reading about Ella Baker and some of the other women um, who, who who were behind the scenes who play a, a very critical part of the civil rights movement. Um, uh, BET had a movie. It's been on for the past two weeks. And if you haven't seen it, 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 called, it is called Behind the Movement. It really talks about what happened uh, behind Rosa Parks as they were doing the boycott, all the things that that they had to prepare for, they had to strategize for, et cetera, hmm. uh, to make that movement successful uh, before Dr. King became the uh, the leader and the voice of the movement. So very cool. Um, and you know, and again, to all, all our um, all our Wakandian um, followers out there, uh, <laughs> you guys. That's everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, can... you know, even Hartsfield got into it when they had a. Uh, they had a sign of flights to Wakanda. How yeah. it sold out. That's know? kind of voluntary. Uh, voluntary. Um, uh, you can you can become Wakandian by volunteering. Volunteer volunteer right. citizenship. <laughs> right. That's cool. And then, uh, last but not least, man. I mean, I want to give a um, shout out to all the young students around there, around the country. Yeah. Um, who are rising up, man? They are doing what our forefathers and what our parents did. You know, mm-hmm. when we had the uh, summer of freedom in sixty um, three or sixty four. It was again. It was the, it was the teenagers, the college students who rose up and, and made a change. Yep. So more power to them. Absolutely, I'm in full agreement with you, man. Hey, uh, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to uh, Anna Devere Smith, man. Um, the notes from the field uh, yeah. premiered last night on HBO, and and for all y'all who who have um, you know some kind of uh, either cable system or your Directv now or whatever you use as a streaming service, uh, I know it's on demand. And will be for a while. Uh, and, and, you know, HBO is going to show it every other day. But um, bottom line is, man, uh, shout out to her for notes from the field. Uh, it is it deals with the school to prison pipeline. And right. um, it's amazing, dude, because I didn't realize she did 250 interviews um, to to actually build the cast of these 18 real life characters she portrayed. And, and she did the interviews in like four geographic areas. Um, and, and she just talked about the fact that, you know, she wrote plays. She was writing, each individual was almost like writing a play. And, um, yeah. you know, almost like 30-something plays. But basically it dramatizes the accounts uh, of the students, parents, and teachers and administrators who were caught up in, you know, America's school-to-prison pipeline, which, which ran is real. Uh, and and just a real quick story. I mean, even you know, millennial Nick. You know, uh, I I remember uh, when he was five, six years old, uh, starting a new school, and um, you know, he, you know, of course, in the minority in in his classroom, and he was in a situation where he could have been, if I hadn't been involved, he could have been labeled for the rest of his elementary school, even going into high school career. And it was all unfounded, incorrect, but that happens every day. And a lot of the, it yeah. starts early. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it starts when these kids begin school. 
And and if the parents aren't involved, if the parents don't step in, uh, it, it can it can have a lasting impact. So you know, it, it is um, kudos to her, man. I really wanted to just shout her out and yeah, and and yeah. how passionate you know, she, she's, she is. She's, yeah. um, She's done this before. She's a master at these uh, one-woman plays mm-hmm. yeah. with multi-characters. Multi I mean, she's a, an extraordinary uh, talented woman. Uh, back to your point about um, the prisoner pipeline as it relates to Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is that um, many of you, we've got some parents out there, you need to be very aware of this. Uh, many of the school systems evaluate your kid. If your child is not reading on the third or second grade reading level, mm-hmm. that's when the process starts of them targeting your kids for special ed. I, I have a friend of mine, his daughter was targeted as special ed. Uh, like like you, uh, he played a very active role in his kids' education, and now she's a freshman at Princeton University on the dean's list. So Yeah, and this um, had nothing to do with um, education, well, uh, the uh, his actual work. It was a situation where they were, they were referring to it as a disciplinary thing. And uh, he is, you know, of course, in a classroom, uh, and 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 there's a, a, a young white girl. Well, of course, he was young. I mean, he's five, six years old, who kept asking for answers to a test. And he said, "Hey, would you turn around and take your test and leave me alone?" And the teacher just happened to see him talking to her, and uh, was gonna say, "Well, he was helping her cheat." And it was just those kind of things. And then the little girl said, no, I asked him and he told me no. But still, they were going to flag him for the rest of his academic career in elementary school. So, so, I thought it was ridiculous. So think about, so think about that. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about it later, but yeah, think about yeah, yeah. the fact is now if we add guns in the school system. Oh, my God. We'll get how, oh. how that one little thing can snowball into so many other oh. horrifying things it could. for our kids. Absolutely, man. I mean, you're, 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 you're on point. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Uh, you know, we'll jump right into part of this, man. Parkland, Florida updates. And I, I don't know. We, we tape our show on Sunday uh, and uh, Jake Tapper does his uh, State of the Union. Dude, I, 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 I had no idea he was going to rip into the sheriff the way he ripped into the sheriff. Um, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I think what you're seeing now is. Yeah. With, with with the with Sandy Hook and the failure by our government to take action by because of Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. we're seeing more and more of these uh, commentators yep. um, who are parents themselves mm-hmm. now are becoming. You know, typically in the world of journalism, Tommy, which you are well aware of, mm-hmm. uh, typically most journalists try to be objective. Yeah. But now, what's happening is you get in this stream of what I call opinion uh, journalists. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start giving you their opinions because they're saying that this stuff is crazy. Yeah, it is. You know. Yeah. And he and, and basically is, he was questioning how they could have dropped the ball because four of the deputies took cover. They didn't even go into the school. Right. You know. Right. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I heard something like four minutes went by before the deputies did anything. Yes. You know. And uh, oh. now now again, I've never been in that situation. I I, I don't know. What, were they were they trying to assess it? Because again, you don't want to run into a run into a hail of bullets, and you don't know what you're about to do. Well, I, the, I, the I whole it, thing but. was, I think, ran is the there was at one point uh, uh, some type, of, I guess you call it a protocol, or or a uh, there's a procedure uh, that would tell them not to go in, 
But that shifted supposedly after Sandy Hook to where oh, you're okay. supposed to engage. Um, and um, it, it just it just snowballed, man. He, he was talking about Broward County ended a zero policy program in 2013. Um, so it really allowed the there were like 39 incidents against Cruz. Um and 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 it it allowed a lot of that leniency toward this kid. Um, it, it was just, I mean, the litany of things. I, I I will tell you, based on all the things that are coming up, I don't see how the sheriff's gonna gonna, gonna make it through this. I don't I don't see it. You well, know? I think he said he's not gonna resign, but you know, um, I saw that. Um, I think it yeah, Jake Tapper had that thing, that town hall. Yep. And I saw that father basically uh, manned up and really took Marco Rubio to task. And and I think what, what, what I got out of that is Rubio, since you're not going to do your job Mm -hmm. in November, we're going to do our job. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, this is again, you know, like with Dylan roof, remember when he shot up that church, Mm -hmm. they gave him a bulletproof vest and they took him to Burger King and McDonald's because he was hungry. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, do you I mean, think so, do you think the gun restriction folks are gaining traction um, based on this? The folks who are for tighter gun laws, you know, when you look at um, all the, I mean, the 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 crew, well, not the uh, Rubio um, parent confrontation uh, on well, television. This is what I think. I think I think some gun restrictions are going to be passed, mm-hmm. but they're not going to have a lot of teeth to them. Okay. Um, uh, they're going to have so many loopholes in them. It's just like even the salt ban thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, that had to be renewed in 2014. It wasn't renewed by, by Congress or the other Senate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and then there again, there are so many loopholes around, you know, classifying a, an assault rifle based on a handle not based upon how many clips it, how many clips it, it, it rounds, it sends out in a second. Yeah. You know, um, they will, it, it will be some token stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't see anything real substantive because, um, these guys are all bitches for the, for the NRA. Yeah. And, and they know it too. They, they know it. Um, when, you know, when you spend over $30 million on a presidential campaign, mm. yeah. Um, uh, Trump knows he, they are like the Russians to him right now. <laughs> I mean, they own him. I mean, they, they own, they own these guys. And, and these, and these guys know if once they, yeah. once they know that they've decided to go against the NRA, they know that they're, they're about to end their political career. Yeah. Well, you know, Rubio uh, tweeted, I think it may have been this morning or late last night that the, uh, the ban on all semi-automatic weapons is out of the mainstream. Um, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's a war of words, man. But in the meantime, you know, it, op- it, it continues to keep this window open for psychopaths to go into these schools. The, the, the thing about the, you know, these NRA uh, advocates is that we need to realize they vote. Mm-hmm. They vote. Yep. Yep. Um, on the other side of the aisle, we tend to do a lot of um, complaining. Mm-hmm but we don't vote in masses like them. Yeah. Let, let me ask don't. you real quick, man. Um, do you think, and this came up, uh, it, it's been coming up in the last few weeks. Do you think 
it's fair um, for folks to compare the Parkland protesters versus the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter protesters in terms of how they're how they were treated. Uh, you think that's a fair assessment? Because you, you're not not that people, you know. I, I think um, without a doubt, the uh, Black Lives Matter supporters see solidarity in what um, the Parkland kids are doing. Without a doubt, they question the treatment, and you know when they go back and take a look at how they were handled versus how this situation is being handled. I do believe the Black Lives Matters uh, were on on a scale relatively the way they were treated. Uh, was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, I think these Parkland kids have gotten a, a, a small glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. But again, these are white kids, man. Yeah. You know that that's you know that's I tell people all the time when you look at the civil rights movement when those three civil rights workers were shot, mm-hmm. uh, two of them happened to be two two Jewish kids from New York. Mm-hmm. That was a godsend. I hate to say it for the civil rights movement. Excellent point. Uh, yeah. And when the the young lady uh, Viola Louisa um, out of Detroit. When he when she was shot transporting uh, the civil rights workers, white woman, mother, mother two or three, mm-hmm. that helped. And and, and I guess um, you know I don't have thought Sandy Hook would have done something. Yeah. But again, these kids, um, these kids are showing their pain and their raw emotion, and their parents are seeing it in the households. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because we don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, based right. on this, I mean, it could, I mean, it, well, right. no, it, 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 not that it could, it is a whole lot worse, you know, in terms right. of what they're dealing with emotionally, psychologically. I mean, like well, the kid, like they keep saying, we're just kids, you know, so you can right. imagine what they're dealing with personally, man. It, it's a lot. And, it's and, a and, lot and, they, and they're carry. using some clever language, you yeah. know, saying that yeah. we're fighting for our lives, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you, you have not done your job. They're using some very smart language. I think with black lives matter, mm-hmm. Um, the the term Black Lives Matter uh, was so easy to polarize by mm-hmm. saying all lives matter, blue lives matter, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, that with these kids, they, they have found a language that is that is ripping the hearts and souls out of people right now, mm-hmm. where Black Lives Matter never, never did. Hmm. Good point. Good point. All right, man, just real quick Mueller updates. Uh, I, I know you follow it. I know you see what happened. Uh, this happened uh, Friday again. It's like Mueller, Mueller handing out Black History Month uh, Friday uh, little gift certificates. Uh, it's like former the Trump campaign, uh, the aide uh, Rick Gates, man, pled guilty. It's, it's like having a Friday night fish fry, man. I mean, I'm, <laughs> it is. I'm it's like <laughs> handing it to y'all, uh, and and it's like uh, he, they, he will cooperate. And uh, he did indicate he lied to investigators this month. And and, and, and uh, yeah. remember that other other attorney, yep. an attorney just pleaded guilty saying he lied. Yeah. So it's yeah. again, as I said, they keep going closer and closer up the totem pole. And he's going uh, basically. They're going to use Gates to uh, discredit Manafort. Um, he's got incriminating information on Manafort and evidence, and and he's gonna he's gonna get on the stand. Uh, and not to mention also, again, on on, on uh, Mueller Fish Fry Friday, uh, dozens of new charges came out against Manafort, uh, money laundering and bank fraud. And the whole house, uh, you know, I think he was trying to use his home as collateral and and they found more uh, flaws in that. So 
it's just getting ugly, man. It is a, uh, you know, it's it, it's kind of like when you lying to your parents and your parents saw you do it. You know, when you're a kid, it's like, okay, keep lying because we know. We know. We already know, son. Shut up. <laughs> just confess. So it's just getting ugly now, man. We, I just want to see how far Manafort's going to push it. Because he Manafort has not, Manafort has said he's going to fight it. And he was surprised at Gates. He thought Gates was going to be on his side. So I'll leave it at that. Wow. Well, and also, too, man, um, you know what? <laughs> there are more and more people that we don't even know that are that are in the process of being flipped. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. so yeah. It's just you like, know, um, I heard um, this was an atrocious statement uh, that for the Trump administration, that the shoot the Parkland shooting was a godsend oh for them because it allowed them to kind of throw um, the scent off what's happening uh, with with the Mueller investigation yeah. and also with the, uh, the 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 security clearance thing mm. issue. Wow! Because now you know uh, Kushner can't move forward because mm. of the security clearance issues that Mueller and them are, are investigating. Yeah. Wow. Interesting, man. I'm jumping all over the place, man, this this week. Um, Monique had a busy week this week. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to see her on The View with Whoopi. Um, I don't watch those shows, man, so you know, I'm a little busy during the daytime. Oh, so yeah, I, 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 I can imagine. And and also, uh, Monique um, was on The Breakfast Club this week, so she had an opportunity to come back and address the donkey of the day Um uh, designation that Charlemagne gave her and and it's on YouTube and, and basically I saw it on YouTube I, I I'll admit I don't watch the view I don't watch the daytime stuff but if you guys have not seen it uh our, our podcast listeners I I say that these two interviews are worth are, are worth the search on YouTube to check out uh especially there there are a couple of um uh what is it called baller baller alert um, there are a couple of sites that offer behind the scenes video. It's really pretty telling. And, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, I think, you know, Whoopi had some interesting points. Uh, but, but I think again, I mean, you and I have spoken to the fact that, um, Monique has a right to continue to protest. Uh, I don't think of course the Netflix boycott has any traction whatsoever, but I do believe that she should continue to bring this issue uh, and keep it keep it to, on, on the forefront. Well, you know, yeah. in some ways, she's kind of like the way Kurt Flood was for baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, Monique's career. Um, she might have she might have basically have stuck in a fork in her career. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she is basically being an advocate for others. Yeah, she's falling uh, she on the sword. Probably, you say she's falling yeah, she, on the sword, kind of. You know. Yeah, yeah. She's not going to probably reap the benefits. Um, mm-hmm. Because I can I can tell you now I, I saw one of one of Monique's old um, shows mm-hmm. um, and um, I mean her, her routines and stuff. I, I I think for me I have evolved mm-hmm. since since the first time I've seen Monique. Yeah. Um, and you know she has a certain fan base. Um, and one of the things all comics will tell you that your fan base at some point you will reach a point with them that you're not funny to them anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're not relevant to them anymore because your, your humor has not evolved. So uh, she has a core following, but I think a lot of her, her older fans are kind of just walking away, you know, because there are new comics out there now, you know. 
yeah. Um, yeah. flavor of the month. I mean, you know, people like um, uh, Tiffany Haddish and all these other ones, you know, even the two dope queens. Um, yeah. You know, so it's well, you know, it's, I, I wish, you know, I, I look at it like this, man. Um, when I look at Whoopi, when I look at Dave Chappelle, when I look at uh, Chris Rock and even to some extent, uh, Tiffany Haddish and, and you look at um, the, the, the comic uh, uh, where they started, how they started. In a lot of cases, these these comedians, the ones I just mentioned, really started off kind of mainstream. You know, they were doing Correct. Catch a Rising Star. Uh, they were doing a lot of the, you know, Dave Chappelle uh, was connected with Mel, Mel Brooks. Uh, you know, Chris Rock was really close and, 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 and remains pretty close to Jerry Seinfeld. You know, um, Whoopi, I mean, you and I know, come on, we're we old enough to know. Whoopi was mainstream, dude. Do you remember? Yeah, she she was on Broadway, man. Yeah, you know, she was on Broadway before the really the thing that that gave Whoopi uh quote unquote cred in the community was color purple, probably more than anything. Uh, right. because most of the stuff she was doing, like Ghost, she was doing Jumpin' Jack Flash. A lot of the movies right. were more mainstream. I mean, so, people don't yeah. even realize Eddie Murphy was mainstream because he started off on Saturday Night. Yeah, Live. he started off on SNL. Yeah. So Monique and even like a Bernie Mac. Uh, Lavelle Crawford, you got a totally different maybe category of comedians that started on the quote unquote, like the Chitlin circuit. And I think right. uh, Monique does make a good point when she talks about uh, like Moms Mabley. Moms Mabley died broke, you know, um, you know, she, she indigent. Uh, what's her other name um, uh, on, on Sanford and Son? Um, oh, on Esther. On Esther died broke. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, because even though they were doing, I mean, most of Red Fox's crew were old. Wanda Page, that was her name, I asked her, Wanda Page. Wanda Page. Most of the comedians who Fred Sanford, who uh, Red Fox um, surrounded himself with, they were old vaudevillian chitlin circuit comedians, which was beautiful because it gave them work. And 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 I don't think we have anybody like a Red Fox these days who brings well, those you know, guys into. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, know you, you got guys like Steve Harvey. Harvey was on that circuit. Yeah, he was one of the few ones that. But even Harvey that, had that, mainstream roots because his manager was, you know, his manager, right? You know, was well, but he, yeah, he started ahead. on the Chitlin circuit, but he was able to he was able to move beyond it. Cross you over, know, yeah. Steve Harvey's kind of like that guy, you know. Uh, when, when a young man is interested in a woman, you know, he has to be careful. He don't want to get into the friend zone because once you get into the friend zone, you never, you never jump into the lover zone. Right, 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 uh, right. Yeah. And, and Steve was very fortunate in that, but I think what's happening is that there are so many Chitlin circuit comics now Yeah. that yeah. it has, a, it has its place. It has an audience. Mm. It's very hard for those comics to really break out unless they, you know, get on those shows. Uh, like I think Bill Bellamy was hosting these, these, you know, almost like The Voice or, or um, uh, 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 talent show type of comics mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. to get out of that that lane. Yeah, and you know, guys like Lavelle Crawford, Earthquake, and all, very funny guys. Very funny. But let's be honest, but they're not hitting the mainstream. Yeah, but let me make a prediction, man. I'm gonna make a prediction, okay? What's that? My prediction is, if it hasn't already happened, Netflix is gonna offer Tiffany Haddish a whole lot of money probably about what they offered Amy Schumer to do a special. Okay. And they're going to do it in an effort to squash 
the the hubble the hubble above or whatever you the hubbub. Everything is going on in, in the news. Okay. Uh, the other prediction is I think Monique is gonna get an opportunity with an Amazon or she's gonna get an opportunity with um, Disney and and 20th Century Fox's new streaming service, which is quote unquote the Netflix killer, um, which is coming out in 2019. So I think this is all gonna work itself out in the wash because some new opportunities, they're opening up every day. Um, and you know, I think you know a company like Amazon or a company like um, these guys, again, who are opening up Disney, 20th Century Fox, um, they can afford probably to deal with maybe some of the baggage that might come with her. Um, but, but Netflix is going, they're going to move on a, a deal with Tiffany Haddish to squash this because if they do that, then it's going to shut down the gender and color bias argument. Well, we gave this to her, but we gave this to her based on what she's doing. You know, they, they're going to, they're going to justify it. So right. if they don't, if they don't do anything, then I think they're going to have an issue because I do believe uh, ran and, and my other prediction. I believe this this thing that's coming from Disney uh, against Netflix in 2019 is going to be huge because what it does, um, it pulls away. First of all, they're going to pull everything off Netflix when it comes down to anything that's Disney. That's gone. Anything that's 20th Century Fox, which you know that's a robust catalog, bro. That's gone. The Star Wars stuff, it's gone. The all the Marvel comic stuff, it's gone. Well, yeah, yeah, because because all because now you're gonna all the big film studios are gonna say, hey, we can be our own distribution channel. Yes. And so then what happens is a company like Netflix, um, they're they're gonna be stuck with, you know, probably more independent stuff. Yeah, and uh, and, and see that's that's a vulnerable place to be when you look at catalogs because a lot of what people want to watch, you know, the original stuff is cool. But eventually, you know, if you if you love Netflix, it's the ability to go back and get that good catalog stuff, you know, and that's going to start drying up. That's going to. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. You got anything else on that? No, man. Cool. Hey, um, Black Panther, man, just continues to roll. And that was Ryan Coogler calling you. Right. Is that him calling you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but damn, dude, I, second weekend. Uh, they're gonna do an estimated 108 million in in the second weekend, and and it, it is the follow me on this the second best second weekend behind uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, it is the second best Marvel. It's gonna be the second best, if not eventually the first, the best uh, Mar Marvel movie ever. Uh, it's on its way. It's gonna hit 400 million this weekend. Uh, in its second week, and it's going to be the second fastest to do that, uh, along with Jurassic World. Um, and it will hit that mark four days less than the Avengers. And it's already doing 520, 520 if you include global receipts. Um, so it, 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 you know, it just continues to boggle, not, not boggle my mind, but you know, your, yours and mine, but, but in terms of, expectations man it just continues to blow expectations away bro it's just amazing yeah, I mean, it's fun to I watch mean, you know you know i mean you know the the um <laughs> the series is now it, 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 the actors now they have they can go back 
to Marvel and say, we need to renegotiate. <laughs> my residual. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If I, if and, you I, know, because I, I, one of the things is when, when you talk to people in the, in the, in the industry, yeah. what makes African-American or ethnic movies very favorable for many studios is the profitability because of yeah. the low wages they pay and the, and the, and the little advertising they put behind it. And we ain't even you know? talking about the merchandising yet, man. We're right. talking we about the toys about... <laughs> and the man, gear. I, well, yeah, the, the t-shirts. The, the t-shirts. t-shirts. The brothers are out. Wakanda the forever. Is... <laughs> yeah. They, they out there. Oh and my so God. It's... And you know, I, I just hope this starts the conversation of, wow, we need to do more movies like this. Well, you know, you know. He, here's the thing. There, there are a couple of articles, man, I'm going to bring, uh, and I'll put them on our, our site. Um, you know, the, the lady who did um, hashtag Oscars so white. Uh, right. April Ryan, well, April Rain, I think is her, her name. I got Ryan here. It's, it's Rains. Uh, she did a video um, and, and really gives great insight into the whole Black Panther, uh, uh, the, whole, the whole thing going on with Black Panther and why it's important. Uh, but but why it shouldn't be the only thing that's important, um, the only movie in, in Hollywood. Um, and there's a guy um, called, his name is uh, Christopher LeBron. And he, he has an article, and I'll post this um, on, on the Boston Review. And it, it's an interesting article because it's a narrative that, that you really don't hear. Uh, and he talks about Black Panther. He said, Black Panther is not the movie we deserve. And it, it's really, even though he praises the movie, there's some insight he gives that we really hadn't talked about. And, and it really, it's an interesting article, and I'll post those um, on, on, on the site, on our page. And um, kudos to uh, Stephanie Espy. Um, she, um, on her page, um, in her social media, um, she brought light to the STEM impact. That, uh, you know, the, um, uh, what's his name, sister, Shuri. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she's the uh, equivalent to Q. She's a scene still. She's a scene, scene, she is. scene still in the movie. But she's also the equivalent, if you have, if you like James Bond. She's, she's him. She's you know, Q. She's Q, the quarterback. Yeah, that's right, Q. Yeah, so she's the one who comes up with all the gadgets. And, and, and this article talks about the STEM impact, science, technology, uh, engineering and math, um, how um, her character could impact um, young uh, young black girls and their interest in STEM. So it, it's some really good narrative out there, man. I mean, I know a lot of folks are like, y'all, it's just a movie, y'all. But it, it's really starting some narrative and some conversations that we haven't had in a long time. And I, But I'll talk about that later. In, in, in my little rant, but I'll, I'll, uh, I, I just wanted to bring those articles up and I'll make sure we post them. Okay. Cool. You got anything gotcha. else, man, on, on the Panther, on the black Panther? Nah, man, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy it's doing well. I just, I just hope that other movies where, uh, blacks play central characters outside of the genres of this right here, yeah. um, uh, can have an opportunity to enjoy some of the same type of success and support. Yeah. Uh, that you know, because again, you know, when you if you're sitting there, uh, major um, studio owner mm-hmm. and also uh, movie theater owner, you need to say like, look, 
dude, if you can if you can give me four movies like this a year, make it an event where black folks show up. Oh my god! And they's buying stuff. Yeah. In my, they buying all the popcorn. No, 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 they ain't buying popcorn. Stuff. They ain't buying. They bringing in Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, well, man. It's maybe, hilarious maybe. on social media where you, these these women taking pictures of what they got in their purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The family but, before you know, the family. But, hey, but you got to wash it down with something. But again, though, you know, they, gotta, they're filling up the movie theaters. Got to get that twelve dollars, you know. that twelve dollars slushy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, man. Uh, some some forty five random stuff. Um, crazy man. The Democrats uh, memo releases on Saturday at five o'clock. Damn. <laughs> How wrong is that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturday yeah. at five, the Democrats get their memo released. I'm not even gonna go into it. I'm gonna let y'all look that up yourself. But that that alone is just funny as hell. That's just like, oh man, you talk about he who has the gold. He he who has the gold rules. That that that's that says it all. Um, that's right. Mexico's president uh, Nieto. I know I screwed his name up. He canceled his visit to the White House uh, because he was on a 50-minute call with Trump and Trump lost his, temp- his temper when they were talking about the wall. So this dude said, look, look, um, yeah, you know that uh, that planned visit? Well, I ain't, I ain't in. Just cancel it. So he he's not coming to the White House next month. Yeah, I mean, because essentially what, you know, Trump wants this guy to come in and agree to something that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he said, that ain't going to happen. This is... This is not policy right here. This is this is all about Trump wanting to look good. Yeah. You know, he wants this guy to say, look, just say you're going to pay for the wall. We know you're not going to pay for the wall, but just say you're not going to pay for the wall. Yeah. Just say you, you're going to pay for the wall. Yeah. He's not he's he's not he's not going along with the theatrics, man. Basically. Yeah. This, this, yeah. I'm not going along with this scheme. Yeah. And and I don't know if you saw Vincent, uh, the, the the former president. He was on Bill Maher. Oh that. man, he 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 has <laughs> he is he is unfiltered when it comes to. I mean, he he loses all his diplomatic um, points. <laughs> all I mean, diplomacy goes out on. the window when he starts talking about forty five. It's, it's, but funny it's, it's so funny though. Yeah, um, how Trump ref- refuses to get into the, to rooms with guys who disagree with him. Yeah. He, he he will. He, I mean, I give Obama a lot of credit. Obama will get into the room of guys he did not like. Oh yeah, to to deal with this guy is such a coward mm-hmm. that it's it, it's 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 ridiculous. Well, people tried to call Rubio a um, a hero for for standing up for what he believed in at that town hall because he showed up, and I said, look, uh, Obama had to do that every day. You know That's what right. I mean? I mean, ob- right. ob- every every day Obama had to stand before people who vehemently disagreed with him, and and well, and, and, and let's out. be honest, Rubio was is on the NRA payroll. Yeah, yeah, big time. So, so it wouldn't shock me if he was if he was told, "Dude, you need to go out there. We need somebody from the Senate mm-hmm. to be our voice." Because the governor didn't go. Governor said, "I'm not coming." Uh, I mean, they oh, yeah. and, and they offered the governor. They offered forty five. They said, "Well, even if you can't be there, can you just show up uh, via satellite?" And they wouldn't even do that. Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah po- po- Politico has an article: uh, Trump is winning. And and if you know anything about Politico, 
uh, they are the opposing, uh, uh, the, uh, the exact opposite. Uh, it's a liberal uh, uh, website. But they, they mentioned the fact that uh, he's approaching re-election. And they make a couple of points, and I'm not going to go to all of them, but one, uh, they said he's the luckiest president ever. Uh, two, uh, he actually has something to run on because he has had, you know, for example, the even though, uh, you know, we can definitely argue whether or not it, it's impactful or not, uh, tax reform. But it's something he can run on. He has things he can run on with his base. And, and the third thing that I thought was pretty big was the fact that they talk about the fact that the opposition can't get their act together. So those three I think things. To me, yeah. I think to me, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. To me, to me, that's if, if you had to ask me what is going to propel his reelection, I will say the fact is that the the opposition is is, is in chaos. Yeah. And so the article uh, Politico, um, it, it, it's on their website. Trump is winning is, is actually a pretty, pretty interesting insight, um, you know, from the writer. And uh, I'll, I'll see if I can get that posted as well. OK. I don't know if you saw CPAC, man. Um, or some of the, I, I definitely, I, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I just look at the highlights and I will just say this, man, it, 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 again, it really doesn't matter where you stand politically. I don't care. Liberal, conservative, green party, socialist, whatever. The Dana Loesch and LaPierre just, it's just a new low. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say, There's a place in hell for them. I, I just, you know. The things and, and, you know, it, it was funny because people were bringing up the fact that she was at Dana was at the uh, event, the town hall the night before. And she didn't say any of that at the town hall. But when she went to CPAC, she just opened up. She let it go. And yeah, like like 45, man, did you, you, you you're with your people. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the courage to say those things, yeah. um, you know, within an opposing audience. But, you know, she's with her people. And that's what they wanted to hear. I mean, that was a that basically was a red meat feast. Well, um, you know, I thought it was kind of irresponsible, man. I mean, I, I think when when you've got the amount of heated rhetoric going on, there's certain things that you really shouldn't say because you got a lot of instability out there. You got people but, but, who don't but rationalize history, that it's just man. politics. Again, yeah. If if you watch that if you watch that front line called gun down about the NRA, yeah, yeah. this is their playbook. This is their playbook. Even after Sandy Hook, yeah. remember, they said they thought some of the kids were actors, yes. right? I mean, all the conspiracy theories and things like that. But yeah. I'll, I'll just and they say that crap. And, and I think a lot of people, because you and I kind of we, we kind of navigated in and out of the business and, you know, we know some of the stuff. A lot of these folks are actors, man. I mean, a lot of the folks I, I look at Limbaugh, I look at Hannity, I look at Loesch, I look at Laura Ingram. Candidly, they're all entertainers that they, they don't they, they they have views and opinions, but ultimately they're entertainers. They're they're there to drive audience. OK. And 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 perform in front of crowds. And, um, you know, a lot of this stuff, candidly, they'll talk about they may not even believe it, but they know it's good for their base. They know it's good for their ratings. They know it's good for their support. So, you know, bottom line is, man, you know, this situation, I think, is a powder keg. Um, I think we got to really, even when we talk about it here, man, we, we have to not necessarily tiptoe around the obvious, but, but there's just certain things you don't say to people who are going after these guns. Because one of the things that comes up or just came up in this whole situation in Florida 
these there are militias out there, you know, and they're you know like uh, you know what I mean, uh, where you've got people who are buying these guns up because they waiting on the race war, you know, they waiting on an internal right. war, they waiting on civil war. They not they're not trying to protect. I mean these these folks are literally waiting for things to break out here in the U.S. They they're not hunting. They they waiting to fight and. When you got that kind of mentality out there, you need to weigh. And and people who are like in that kind of situation uh, in leadership, um, head of the NRA, you can't be making a lot of the a lot of the. I mean, they call he called out uh, what's his name Ellison, uh, called out uh, what's her name. Um, uh, I'm not gonna call her what 45 calls her because I think that's just atrocious, man. That that's about Warren. Yeah, Warren. Um, of course, I mean, called out Bernie Sanders, you know, he was calling out all these politicians, but in my opinion, when you do stuff like that, you put, uh, you know, you don't know what you're doing to these people in terms of maybe putting something on their head. You could be putting a target on these folks, you know, cause you're telling people to watch out for them. You know, it's like for somebody who's unstable, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and since we've already made, um, uh one's mental capabilities or capacities um since we've said that's okay when it comes to purchasing a gun mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know yeah. yeah you're absolutely right so i'm just saying man when you start calling people out like that and you start putting targets on people you might be literally putting targets on people so i thought it was irresponsible so we'll, we'll see how it goes man i mean you know it, it was just thought it was irresponsible what you got man on your end man you know this was a very um powerful week, man. You know, I'm just looking at all the stuff, you know, I'm not even going to get into the issue about um, guns in the classrooms, man. I think oh, that, we need to, that. we need to mention that. We do need to talk. What, let me, let I mean, me, okay. The, in fun, just in fun. Man, you and you I, know, you, you I, and I, and, and there is no, there is no fun, but you and I both went to school together. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when what? I, when I look at what's happening now in our, in our classrooms, yeah. Uh, the, the teachers are in the, the teachers in underfunded schools, overcrowded classrooms. Mm, mm. The teachers, uh, in many instances, are, are buying their own supplies. Yeah, uh, meaning you have a lot of young, inexperienced teachers because the because re- the very experienced ones are leaving the system because of pay and working conditions. Absolutely. Uh, then you got teachers who are doing so many things before they can teach being a priest, being a counselor, being a psychologist, being mm-hmm. a mother, being a sister, a brother, mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, and now you want to add um, gun training. Mm. Um, you know, and let's be honest. So my question is, who, who's going to pay for their gun training? Me, a taxpayer? Am I going to be paying for it? I'm Am I going to be paying for her bullets? You know? And it's in, it's in lieu of the money you should be paying them. To, to, right, live, right. to live on. And you heard what happened in Utah. Um, uh, in Utah, a teacher had a concealed gun. She was in the restroom and shot, made a mistake and shot herself in the leg. Oh my God. So imagine yeah. what would happen if a bullet would have ricocheted and someone else would have been in that bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you and I went imagine to school together. Would, let me, let me ask you. Imagine if that yeah. would have happened in a classroom. Yeah. Like you, you, know? you and I, and I'm thinking of, or in elementary no, school together. Okay. At, at GP. Right. Okay. Who in? I mean, I, I just had to think back to what teacher I would never want to have uh, with a gun, and and I had a list. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, not to were, say that they were they weren't great teachers, but 
you know, they didn't take that. You just never know. You know, you, you there, right. there could have been some And they snap. Okay, a teacher snaps. What's the first thing they're going to do? Pull the gun out on a kid. Yeah. Okay. And and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that that would literally well, we don't Look, know, but I, I'm not saying that that would literally happen. There are a litany of videos where you're seeing teachers body slam students. Yep. Imagine if they had the capability of knowing I have a gun. Mm. You know, and so in other words, if if 20 or 10 percent of the teachers, if you arm them, that is more than most police forces. Wow. Wow. So it becomes it really becomes the wild, wild west. Well, I just hope we don't get to that, Rand. Candidly, I just hope we don't get to that because it, times it, it have changed me. tenfold based on when you and I were in school. Right. It reminds me what the, the conversation had in Las Vegas mm-hmm. after the Las Vegas shooting. One of the one of the things that the, the the NRA put on the on the table was maybe we should have security checkpoints in hotels. Mm. Okay, the man had a gun. Why don't we stop the um, these guys getting guns? Yeah. Making it tougher for them to get guns on that level, definitely. Yeah, but now what we want to do is no, we 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 need to we need to readdress hotel security procedures. Mm-hmm. So now, if teachers have guns, guess what? Back to you, back to your point earlier, our schools now become prisons. They have an armed guards walking around all day long. Yeah, our because kids are already in the prison process. Yeah, because if you look at the you know the issues from school to school, community to community, based on the level of, uh, I guess you could say, social intensity is, is probably the yeah. political way to put it, uh, you know, compared to, you know, an affluent neighborhood versus a poor neighborhood. Um, right. You know, you got teachers teaching in the inner city with guns, you know. Mm, mm. I, I have, a you know, a few friends who are teachers and, and, and you know, you and I have had a conversation, you know, my mother was a teacher. And, um, you know, I've got a few friends who are teachers who talk about this situation and they have um, they already have uh, metal detectors at the schools. And one of the comments I got back, uh, you know, on Facebook uh, was the fact that before you start thinking about doing this, you need to come take a look at what we confiscate on a daily basis. And and it, it's scary in terms of what they are confiscating from the kids. So when you say, okay, the teacher might be holding, packing, you know, you got kids who are already packing. Right. So it become, right. you know, I, oh, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, good point. You got anything else on that? Uh, no, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, so much has been said on that, man. It's, 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 it's ridiculous, man. I was, I was actually looking at something that Shepard Smith said, man. You know, I'm not a big Shepard Smith fan on Fox, but well, he's the only one that makes uh, sense over there. <laughs> he's the only one that makes sense. And I, was, and I just was reading something on Huffington Post. What he said was, and, and, and I'm gonna just quote what the title is. Said mm-hmm. Shepard Smith, people go to prison for what Jared Kushner did, and I'm reading all the things that Jared Kushner mm-hmm. has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is ridiculous, man, and how this guy. Um, has a security clearance. It, it, I mean, it, it is ridiculous. This is, this is treason. And, um, and what people don't understand, I was watching AM joy. Uh, this is really in 45's hands. He yep. determines who gets security clear clearances. Yep. Uh, and as usual, he's trying to put it in someone else's hand. This, this is really his issue. Well, he's handing it uh, to Kelly. Am I correct? 
He's handing yeah, it he's off handing Kelly. it to Kelly. Yeah. And chief of staff. And you know, and, and right now, Kelly and uh what's the other guy, McMasters, mm-hmm. these cats are sitting in the room looking at each other like, yo, man, how much how much longer are you gonna how much longer are you gonna stay and deal with this bullshit? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I mean, oh, really, man. I mean, you know, how, how much, how much longer, how much longer are you going to take this, man? I mean, this is it's getting to the point, man, where it's impacting our integrity. Um, I, heard, I heard Sean Spicer say it. He said, you know what? I didn't realize it, but I embarrassed the hell out of my family. Yeah. Mm. You mm. know, it's again, it's, 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 it's just ridiculous, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive, man, but you know, it's, uh, what's, what's happening right now. Um, what I did was this weekend, um, I'll be quite honest, and I encourage other people to do it. I participated in a voter registration drive. Excellent, uh, man. Helping, helping people get their, their voting rights, man, because we, we, we got to do that, man. We can talk about what's happening in, in, in D.C., but we got to get these voting rights um, um, taken care of so we can start making changes at the local level. And that means gun control changes, uh, voter, regi- voter suppression changes, and a whole lot of other changes, gentrification, et cetera. We got to do it at the local level. You know what I heard that was massive, and and I'm gonna shout out a podcast. I heard it on uh, Damn We Grown podcast. Our our folks over in, on the West Coast, uh, married couple. They do a really good podcast. Uh, every yeah, they week. do. They they're very good. I, I want to give a shout out to them too, man. They're great. Yeah. I like that podcast. Yeah, they did a. Uh, they talked about the fact that there is a um, there's a young lady who actually did voter registration at the Black Panther movie. Um, she was actually setting up voter registration. She was registering people to vote at the movies, which I thought was phenomenal. So, you know, opening weekend, she was out there uh, at some of the uh, some of the larger theaters, you know, registering people to vote. It was an initiative. So, uh, I mean, kudos to folks who think like that, because it is an opportunity, especially as we we kind of, you know, we're in a we're in a really good moment of pride. Uh, to get people to to see the things that are actually going on in their community, so kudos. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, did you see that that documentary on the HBCUs that was on uh, Independent Lands this week, man? No, I didn't see it. Send me the. Is it? Uh, send me the it's link to it. Or? Okay, it's on Independent Lands, man. You you can easily catch it. But uh, yeah. I encourage you know when you talk about pride and stuff, um, it was a great documentary about HBCUs and 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 how they came of being. But also too, it makes me think about when we talk about voter registration and mobilizing African-Americans, we need to think about the institutions that we currently have in place where we are, you know, you know, you know, movies like, um, you know, black Panther is a great opportunity, but what about these bold classics, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. where we, you know, we, in the schools themselves or essence music festivals, all these things do we have every year uh, where massive amount of black folks show up. We could start, it, I will it, say essence, of- essence has always been or included social adv- advocacy. Right. And right. Uh, as a as a festival, they they continue to to build that. Right. So I, I'll, I'll say right. kudos to the folks but, at that. But, but that should be, you know, when you think about it, it's that, a party with a purpose. Okay. I'll say right. That. To, yeah. to 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 give uh, that that phrase to Tom Joyner. Yeah. Because you know I want to make sure he didn't come soon. <laughs> yeah, nah. Tom, you know. Tom need the money. You know? <laughs> no, he don't. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we 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 probably need to start thinking more party with a purpose type of um yeah. everything we do. Yeah, I agree. What else you got, man? That's it, man. I got I got a couple of things, and 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 we'll we'll wrap this thing up, man. I mean, first of all, man, shout out to um to Ryan Coogler. 
and, and you know what, Rand? It, 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 it goes to my point that directors matter when it comes down to movies, man. Um, you know, when, when a lot of these movies come out, like um, Bright. Two box. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying direct directors matter. So, you know, when you got a great director at the head, it matters. I mean, Fruitvale Station, Creed, and some of the other things he's done, even though he's got a very young career, he's a good director, and, and it shows. But but one of the things I, I am really thrilled about, man, coming out of Panther, uh, is, you know, our, our, our discussions, man, are just more thoughtful, which I'm happy to see. Um, it, it's just not some BS. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see... Uh, a lot of the visual positives. Uh, it, it's beautiful to see people wearing dashikis. You know, you and I came out of uh, kind of the the seventies, and we used to see this all the time. You know, when uh, you know our our parents, our family, when when the afros, when, when froze were big. So so kudos to the whole visual in in this movie. Um, I I'm, I'm really happy, and I might get some feedback negative on this but i'm i'm just happy to see us break out of that whole trap mentality those trap images you know i think trap has run its course um and but i'm really happy to see people you know kind of turn more afrocentric than they are and, and i'm not you know this ain't everybody but at least at least having an an, an alternative you know what i mean to the whole trap mentality is <laughs> is is beautiful for me um, I'm glad to see it balances even the in, in, the entertainment conversation we're having. Uh, you know, instead of having stuff about Kardashians and Migos and Cardi B, which you know I'm glad those folks are doing well, but that's not the only thing that we have. So when you see a thing like Panther happen, it's good, man. It's a positive uh, inspiration, especially to our kids, and 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 you know it help it kind of helps us get out of the whole 45. What do you call it? What do you want to call it? Um, misery. Uh, even yeah. though, you know, so so it gives us something else and it gives us more hope. So I'm I'm excited, man, about what it's doing because it it, it I don't want to call it a distraction. But like you said, when it comes down and kudos to you for getting out there, getting people registered to vote, man. I'm just glad that we can have the kind of narrative that people don't laugh at and say, uh, you know, yeah, y'all trying to be social advocates. But, but now everybody's really paying attention to it because it's the cool thing to do. So I hope if it's quote unquote, the cool thing to do, I hope it stays the cool thing to do for a while. So I'm a, I'm right. a, I'm a really, that's what I, I say to, to the folks who are involved in the project, shout out and keep doing your thing. Hey, the other thing real quick, man, and I don't know if you saw that, saw this, but this is just because I am who I am. The George Clinton interview. In Rolling Stone. <laughs> Have you read it yet? No, not yet, man. I haven't it's beautiful, man. Stone in about 40 years. Look, man. dude, I'm, I'm going to send you the link to it. But uh, it, it's just a Q&A. And, and, and this is why I love George Clinton, P-Funk. And, and I mean, that, that's, my, that's my foundation, the P-Funk. Um, he talked about the funkiest people ever. And you know who he mm. indicated as the, the funkiest people ever? Who's that? Pop Staples and Ray Charles. <laughs> he said those two <laughs> men are at the top of uh, the funk pyramid. So, um, and you know who he is? He said the least funky. Who's that? Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'll probably get in trouble for saying it, but he said the least funky was Donald Trump. 
Uh, he talked about um, the whole how he came up with free your mind and the whole maggot brain concept. Because basically right. he said, you know, if you got maggots in your brain, your brain's going to rot, you know. So, you know, and, and talked about free your mind. He talked about uh, LSD, you know, of course. And, you know, because, you know, where Clinton came out of that, you know, he came, you know, in the 60s, 50s. Um, he talked about white artists doing black music. And, and, you know, the thing that he came, it was it was an interesting conversation. I'll let you all read it. But but he didn't he didn't have a problem with it. Uh, and, and, you know, Clinton in his own way, Clinton said that eventually we're going to have people because, you know, Clinton believes in UFOs. <laughs> so mm. so he said, would you rather have somebody with four, you know what, and, and five, blah, 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 copying your music versus somebody on this planet? You know, so Clinton started kind of drifting away, I guess, whatever he was smoking at the time. And um, he said that he and Bootsy actually had a an alien encounter. Wow. <laughs> wow. Let's see, let's see if Bootsy would say that. He probably will, man. He said he said it was like, uh, you know, they saw lights and, and, and they saw, you know, how on, um, what you call it, um, like the Terminator, when you had the, the metal, the, the, the police officer who could melt and form. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> But you know, you okay. gotta love George, man. Who else would oh, say yeah, something like that? You know, yeah, George. I embrace George my inner. A, go ahead. George man. is an entertainer. He's an entertainer too. Keep that in mind. I embrace my inner Clinton, man. I George Clinton, right. of course. I, I love George Clinton, but it's a great interview, and, and 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 he is, man. He's a legend. I mean, he's done a lot of great things, um, and you know, he's he's a big guy. He's 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 somebody who who definitely should be celebrated uh, in our community. I mean, he's done a lot for music. Okay. Um, right. Anyway, man, go to castropolis.net. Uh, you can check us out uh, again. GP3 at Gmail. You hear all the you'll hear all the information after we wrap up. But don't forget, we're on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play. We're on the Tuned In app and iTunes at GP3 Homies. And and Rand, appreciate you again, man, for doing your thing and out there registering people to vote. Man, look at that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's that's uh that's that's my family legacy, man. We were activists, so I gotta keep it going. That's what I'm talking about. Keep doing your thing, man. And uh for all our listeners, man, we really appreciate the support. We appreciate you following us and and that's thanks, true. man. And you know, it, it, it is it, it means a whole lot to us. We appreciate it, you know, any feedback you can give and you know, keep doing what you're doing. All right. That's right. Ran on that note, man, 78 is in the can, and I will talk to you at 79, and we out. That's right. Take care, people. All right. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SB the G, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.